Welcome to the Kidney Trail Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Reed. It is good to be here. I'm excited to be here. I am grateful to be here. I am thankful that each and every one of you tuned in to this uh, all exciting podcast. And today we are doing a pilot episode of what we call the Unknown Territories COVID and Transplant Podcast. Uh, this is something that has been in the works for the past, I'd say, since last year. Sometime we had started to work towards this area uh, with some different things as far as discussing some of the different things that maybe transplant patients and those that have transplants may face during COVID. So we're very excited to be here. I am one of the hosts. I also have another co-host with me, uh, Wills Porter from Joy in the Journey podcast. Wills, it's good for you to be here. I'm grateful you're here. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing really good. Uh, super excited to be on and for us to start off this new podcast adventure together. Exactly, exactly. It's it, it's going to be definitely interesting. I can tell you that looking at some of the different uh, the different writings we've had, some of the different conversations, it's definitely going to be an interesting podcast. I can tell you that. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, definitely going to be interesting for certain. I think a lot of y'all who are listening are hopefully in for a treat. This is something very new for us, but something we are definitely, again, to, to use Anthony's words, are very excited to be doing. We think there's a lot for you all in this new podcast adventure, and we're just excited to get started. Exactly, exactly. And before we start, I will say that this podcast in no way is meant to be taken as medical advice. This is general, just our points of view, being transplant patients, discussing what we have seen and what we have experienced uh, 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 through this time, through this pandemic, and hopefully that you can definitely take something from it, whether you're transplanted, maybe you can learn something about transplantation uh, that you never knew about. If, you know, who knows? We'll find out. We'll find out on this journey together. <laughs> so... This all came from a conversation Wills and I had a while ago. Him and I were on the phone and we were discussing about COVID, the pandemic, some of these different things that hot topics. And one of the things is he said, you know, Anthony, I'd like to write a little bit more about, I would like to write about COVID and my experience being a transplant patient of COVID. And, and Wills, you didn't have COVID, correct? This is just from the point of view of being in the pandemic with everybody else. That is correct. Yes. Okay. Okay. Wills, which, which I think it was, I was, I was ecstatic about the idea. You know, there's so much different content that Wills can bring to, to this and even some things I might end up uh, contributing to this as well. So it's definitely interesting. I will say that, but when Wills came to me, originally wills wasn't it going to be just one or two blogs you were going to write yeah so it was originally only going to be one or two blogs um again as most of you know by now if, if you're listening to anthony's uh kenny trails podcast that he does or anything else that he does you know that um a lot of authors through kenny trails only do maybe a couple posts for a specific series um maybe three at the most and that's what originally i was thinking um, but again, as Anthony and I started talking a little bit more, we began realizing just how big of a topic this really was. And um, Anthony, I'm going to flip the question back over to you. Is is this as big as you thought it would be? Because um, again, I, I thought it to be something small starting out, but obviously it has grown into something much bigger than I think either of us uh, originally thought starting out. I definitely have to agree with you that this is a lot bigger than what I originally envisioned. Uh, like we said, there's only two or three blogs that I think either one of us were really looking at. And I had already written on my experience with COVID being a transplant patient and someone that actually caught COVID. Uh, but it, we were thinking just two or three blogs. And, and next thing you know, we're not talking about just two or three blogs. We're talking about starting a podcast and just as a little preview, there's a possibility of maybe a video coming out. It'll be a while. I'll tell you that because it's going to take a lot for us to get it done. But 
it's 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 grown into much more than what it started out it's kind of like a seed you know you plant seed in the ground you start to water water it and fertilize it next thing you know you got this bountiful fruit and that's what's kind of happened it's kind of just keeps growing and growing <laughs> so it has been bigger than what i originally intended or really envisioned but i'm very excited where it's going so as we start out today i I really want to dig into a little bit of Will's writings here with each and every one of you. If you haven't checked it out, I encourage you to go to the Kidney Trails website and go to the Kidney Trails blog and look under COVID Chronicles. So far, we have two articles written out, and uh, we want to kind of dig into those a little deeper and talk to Will's and, you know, kind of talk back and forth about what this means for us. So, when Will sent me the first article and I got to reading about it, it's called uh, COVID Chronicles Prelude Through My Eyes. It's a really, really good article. When he first sent, I was like, this is just fabulous. So once we, once we read it and then we published it, let's see how we go. And for us, you know, we're looking at, see how many, you know, people are looking at it and it just started throwing numbers off the numbers that I hadn't seen up until that point, it just, people just kept reading it. People were interested in it. And I felt that Wills was really able to connect with his audience and not only his audience, but our audience as well about this, because I think COVID is on everybody's mind. If I'm not mistaken, it's on everybody's mind. It's everywhere we go. I mean, I, you know, you, you hear it just as much as, as I do, Wills. I mean, uh, the one thing, unique thing about where we're at is I'm here in the state of Virginia. Wills is down in Georgia, and I'm sure we're hearing about the same amount. Yep, pretty much. So uh, it's just interesting. So when we look at his blog, Through My Eyes, it really, I started reading it. And one of the things I noticed is I, I want you to, to talk with our audience, first of all, why write it? what it means to you. And then we're going to dig into about one of the main topics in this blog. So first of all, why, why did you decide to write this? That's a really great question. And really what it came down to for me was that as a transplant recipient of now over 20 years, um, I was taking a, a very outsider view of this. Yes, I was, you know, impacted by COVID, but I really wanted to focus on, on this blog series and this project, if we can call it that now. Um, I think it's fair we call it a project because I mean if we're doing a podcast on it, obviously I, I think it's it's fair to say. Um oh, so I really wanted to start this project because I feel like that as patients, those of us awaiting transplant, maybe receive a transplant, there are certain things that have happened in your life and in your, um, your journey through transplantation or waiting for a transplant that people from the outside looking in might not be aware of that you go through uh, certain events. They might not be aware of how difficult dialysis is. They might not even know what dialysis is. Um, people might be hearing the word immune suppressed for the first time and wondering what does that mean. Um, meanwhile, us transplant recipients and patients have been living this for a long time. And so what I really wanted to do with COVID Chronicles was to really shine a spotlight on the impact COVID-19 has had on the transplant community at large. Um, again, basing it off of my experiences as a patient, again, someone who has not yet had COVID, thankfully, um, and then also combining it with Anthony's perspective of, again, a, a transplant recipient and patient and someone who has had COVID and can speak to the impact that that has had on him individually. Again, this, this project is in no way meant to you know, be a substitute for medical advice or be a substitute for you know, a practitioner. Again, that's not what we're going with here. Is, if any of you have, have read my writings on Kitty Trails, and if you haven't, I'd encourage you to do so um, under the uh, Join the Journey tab um, on my page. You know, everything that I talk about is really focused on being your own best advocate. And sometimes I think in the process of doing that, sometimes the best thing you can do is to speak up and to say what you are seeing 
and to communicate that. And that is exactly what I hope to do with this project. And I'm very excited um, to be able to do it. And ultimately what led me to want to do this is that, you know, I felt like that there were things that were not being said that needed to be said and that a fresh perspective needed to be brought in on this that had not been highlighted before. And hopefully, um, hopefully this project will do just that. Right. Right. And, and, you know, that is something about it. It's, highlighting some of these different things that we see as transplant patients uh, that we feel it's it's nothing I wouldn't say it's it's nothing that most of us haven't already felt before because as as, as both of us are transplant wheels some of this stuff while it was new some of the stuff we had been doing for a while you know far as you know washing hands quite frequently and even during like the flu season, I would, I would wear a mask out in public uh, because, you know, if, if I got sick, well, then I'm in the hospital. I really don't want a hospital stay. So, you know, it was just a little bit of adjustment on that. But when it comes to this is, is sharing our experiences, transplant patients, but also um, giving that new perspective, as you said. So uh, one thing is, when we think about immune suppressed, and we've heard a lot about that lately, in, in simple terms, Wills, I know we're not medical professionals, but far as what does immune suppressed mean to us as transplant patients? So to me as a transplant patient, what immune suppressed means is that, you know, my immune system is suppressed, meaning that it is not as steady, maybe strong and able to fight off specific diseases, something that I know that my family was told after I received my transplant, gosh, years ago now, was that while I might not get sick often, um, when I did get sick, depending on what I had, it might take a little bit longer for my body to fight off whatever I'd come out with. So it may think of, you know, flu or stroke or heaven uh, forbid, ear infections, I had those way much in life. Um, and so really immune suppressed is that, you know, your immune system, it's for one reason or another, cannot, um, you know, fight off and um, ward off um, diseases in the way that someone who is not immune suppressed can. Um, and usually, again, because we're transplant recipients, it, it, if any of you are, are recipients or are awaiting transplant and have heard of the medications, you know, Prograph, SEP comes to mind, um, Tacrolinus, you know, these are medications that help your body, um, you know, during the transplant process, but they can also suppress your immune system. And so that's really what, you know, in, in layman's terms, what I was kind of told is what, you know, immune suppressed means. And the way, what it looks like for COVID is, you know, the big concern for us and for me is that, you know, if my body is already in a suppressed state as far as, you know, my immune system is concerned, you know, you add in something as large and possibly impactful as, you know, COVID-19, you catch that, and Anthony, I'm sure you can speak to this as well, is that, you know, it really can throw you for a loop and challenge your immune system and your body in ways that, some people um, might not have an experience with COVID. Right, right, definitely. And, you know, that's something maybe we can talk about in a future podcast is to go into a little bit more detail what would happen, what happened when I caught COVID. And the, but the one thing is being immune suppressed, uh, before COVID, there was a lot of things happening. You know, there was a lot of events. I know for me, I had many speaking events lined up. And, I wasn't as um, concerned about going out to those events before COVID. But when COVID hit, it all changed everything. I mean, here, you know, when COVID hit, things started to really go downhill real quick. Next thing you know, we're, we're at home, we're hunkering down. Well, those of us that could be at home, those of us that couldn't, um, we were doing the best that we could to protect ourselves, but all events stopped. And the social gathering that, you know, far as, that we all enjoy doing just ceased. And in your blog, and I think it's very interesting, in your blog, you talk about an event that is very special to you 
you talk about Camp Independence. Can you give our audience just a little background on Camp Independence, what it is, what it means to you, and what it can do for other other people as you know as you'll discuss in that? Sure. So Camp Independence, uh, in its most basic uh, definition, is it's a camp that is actually a partnership through Children's Health Care of Atlanta here in Georgia and Camp Twin Lakes, which is a, uh, an organization that helps um, host camps for uh, different patient populations. And so Camp Independence is really a camp for individuals uh, pediatric patients, so kids who have had or are awaiting transplant, I believe the age category is now seven, six or seven years old to uh, when you age out of pediatric care, so that's around age 18 or 19. Uh, it can go a little bit longer depending on certain circumstances, but really the camp's main goal and focus is to provide a community of people who are you know, are also transplant recipients or are awaiting a transplant and really help kiddos. And in my case, you know, having been involved with it for almost 17 years now, you know, people like me who, you know, we might be in school and we might think we're the only ones who are going through a transplant or, you know, if you're on dialysis, you might, you know, think you're the only one in your school who's on dialysis. Versus you go to Camp Independence and you realize very quickly that there's an entire community of people that have been through similar experiences to your own. And really the idea behind it is, you know, to one, show that you're not alone, but to two, show that you can do a lot of things and to take the term, you know, independent, you know, that you have a lot more independence in your life than you think that you do. Um, and really helping you learn what it means to you know, be a transplant recipient and you're a patient and go through that process would ultimately just see that, you know, you're not alone and that you have an entire community of people around you um, to support you and help you. And, you know, as far as what it means to me, it means everything to me. I mean, I, I grew up going to this camp. Um, I was seven or so years old when I started going. The, the t-shirt from one of my first years at camp has a massive dirt stain on it that never washed out. <laughs> so that tells y'all how, how down and dirty and nitty gritty we get um we we have quite a lot of fun um and you know again unfortunately because of covid that camp would could not go on um during 2020 but i mean it means everything and it's a very important camp um right. you know children's south carolina does other camps you know camp braveheart comes to mind um but independence as far as for me is is, is on up there um and it's very important and it's a great cause Right. It, it seems to me that with that, it, it kind of gives those that are facing that they may have a transplant or facing those challenges that transplant may, uh, may, may uh, present to them in their life, almost like a week of normalcy where you don't have to worry about all the many things that, you know, that, that may be going on. It's just kind of a way to get away, get, a, get around other people that or, or facing the same thing you are sharing your experiences, given, you know, trying to discuss with them on a, a you know, somebody they can actually say, Hey, look, I understand it because I'm there with you. <laughs> you know, So that's what I see with that. As far as that's what it sounds like that you're saying is that what, what's camp independence and being that we couldn't, ha you couldn't that's have exactly that in 2020. Right. Uh, it probably really had a, a really negative effect on some people. It did. Had a negative effect on me having talked other volunteers that you know this has become a, a yearly routine for us um you know we we couldn't do it and it impacted us in our own way but we also knew that there were shows that we were seeing that we wouldn't be able to see and that wouldn't be able to have that um escape if you will if you want to call it that um an outlet to be able to have some sense of normalcy um and, you know, we, we felt, you know, we felt horrible, you know, not only that camp can happen, but ultimately for what that meant was lost um, in something that kind of was the, uh, the main event or main thing that led me to want to start writing this, this prelude that hopefully we can get into, um, because a lot of it is based on some of those experiences that I had this year at Camp Independence, having not been able to be there last year. 
Right, right. And and one of the things is to, you know, 2020 camp wasn't able, but 2021, um, you wrote a poem about camp independence, if I'm not mistaken, something about through your eyes. And for those of you, if you want to read the whole poem, I'm just going to bring out a portion of it. Wills, I want you to tell the backstory of this. But if you want to read it, go to the Kidney Trails website and look under the COVID Chronicles. It's in there. But the first part really stands out. It says, here I stand, name tag in hand. Camp is what I see, but this isn't how it's supposed to be. There may be smiles, there may be laughs, there may be cheers, yet beneath it all, I see their fears, I see their tears. Looking for the day when we can say that they are truly going to be okay. So why don't you just give us a little backstory on, on, on that poem and then give us a little bit more backstory on what this means to you. Sure. So as far as the backstory to the poem, um, that first line that you read or, or, or group that I wrote, um, you know, I wrote that right before I was leaving for Camp Independence. And I wrote that knowing, having, you know, knowing what I was going into. I knew that I was going to be seeing kiddos and being around volunteers that we hadn't seen each other for a year. Um, and some of us, depending on life circumstances, maybe more than that. Um, and what I really wanted to kind of capture in that writing and, and in that section that you just read is really kind of what we were, what I was experiencing, what others at camp might have been experiencing, but that we didn't say. It was never said, it was never verbalized, um, but I could see it and I could notice it. And so what I did as far as, uh, you know, once I got to Camp Independence, I just kind of put the, the writing on the back burner you know, wanted to enjoy camp for as much as, as I could, you know, understanding that this was something that I hadn't had, not kind of a fresh perspective of, you know, how, how blessed and how fortunate I am to be able to live somewhere where there's a camp like this. Um, you know, being able to be involved for 17 years is, is truly an honor. And so I kind of started picking up on things that volunteers would say, uh, or the campers wouldn't say. Um, and I started kind of going over that in my mind of thinking, okay, why are they not saying this? Or why, you know, if there's a word that we use a lot, you know, new normal, we've heard that word a lot, or we've heard the word, you know, we're just ready for, you know, we can get back to our normal lives. And I think at the end of, at the, end of the day on that, you know, we're, we're wanting to be able to say everything's going to be all right. Right. And as a volunteer, as a parent, as a, as a patient, Having seen, you know, if, regardless of where you fall on on that spectrum of those three things, um, you know, I think all of us want to look at all each other in the eyes and say, "Yeah, we're going to be okay." Um, but in the transplant community, being able to say that um, now is very hard to do. And so, what I really wanted to encompass and encapsulate in that is saying that, you know, here I am, a volunteer. I have my name tag in hand. I'm at camp. I'm seeing camp. It's right in front of me. We're having a great time. But beneath the surface, other things are going on. And these are other things that people on the outside looking in who aren't at camp, who might not have been through the transplant experience or awaiting a transplant, they might not see this, but they need to know that this is going on. And so that is ultimately what led me to write the rest of this poem and go ahead and, you know, release it as the first prelude to the COVID Chronicle series. Right. And it's a great poem. It really is. And the one thing you said is, and we're probably going to look at wrapping up this first half of the show, but just want to touch on a few last little things. Um, Sure. The one thing is you said a new normal. Now, personally, me as a transplant patient, I don't know what normal is anymore. (laughs) There's always a... That's fair. Yes, there's always a change. There's always things that we're doing. Um, But, you know, I think that as far as, you know, for any of us who have been through this process, I'm sure we can all look back at a certain event or a certain time that kind of led to 
everything else developing to where we are today with regard to our own transplant journey, regardless of where you fall in that journey, whether you're just starting out or whether you're like me and you're 20 some years in the making. Um, you know, there's an event that we can look back on that was kind of a watershed event for us or a key event. And that's the way I, I see this with COVID is that, you know, we might be, we might have been living in our view of what we think normal is, right, as, as transplant recipients that might look very different, as patients that might look very different. But prior to COVID, we really didn't have a concept of what it's like to have to navigate something as major and I, I would argue generation defining as this virus has been um, and has impacted us all in, in different ways. And I think it's something that, you know, we can all look back on and see that, you know, we are, we're wanting to get to this level of normalcy, but we don't know when that's going to be. And right. so until then, until then, you know, we really have to figure out what are we going to do? And that's, again, one of the main, one of the other reasons why I decided to write COVID Chronicles and come forward with this is that, you know, COVID started and, you know, we we're going through all these experiences and there were things that were occurring in my life. But at the time, I just didn't feel it appropriate to just start right into a blog series. I wanted to sit on a little bit more and again, hopefully getting once get in the next section of uh, today's podcast, we can kind of unpack some more of that um, and really focus on, you know, beyond why, why now, you know, why are we doing this and, you know, what's next? And I think that's a question we're all wanting to ask ourselves as well, Anthony. It, it, it truly is. I think that's something that we probably question every day is what's next? What's coming up next? We, we, we don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's, it's the unknown territories. I mean, Literally. It, it, it is. It truly is. And we're the trailblazers. We're going through this. We're the one creating the way and the pathway for the next generation. And I will say that we're getting ready to go to break. And that will lead us into the next session about generation. Welcome back to the Kidney Trail Podcast, a podcast part of the KT Broadcasting Network and to the pilot show of the Unknown Territories COVID and Transplant Podcast, which is a part of the KT Broadcasting Network and a part of the Impact America Media family as well. We're talking, Wills Porter and I are talking about his blog or his blog series, COVID Chronicles. And we just discussed about camp independence and some other different things that how it started, why, why this blog series started. I want to dig a little bit more into to the second blog he wrote. And the title of it is A Generation Defined. And I think that's a very unique way of putting it because really COVID has probably been one of the biggest things that a lot of, a lot of people have seen. I mean, you know, far as in our time, or at least in my time, one of the things that was uh, definitely on my mind was 9-11 because I was there at the time. I was, I was 11 years old at the time. But we're also looking at COVID. It's, it's something that many hasn't seen. So when you wrote about a generation defined where were your thoughts at and where were you hidden with this one? That's a really great question, Anthony. And I think that really when I started writing, especially the second post, I really wanted to explore the idea and the thought of COVID-19 as a whole as being something bigger, as something that, as you mentioned, we might not have experienced anything like ever before. And I would argue we might not experience ever again. That is, I hope. I hope too. <laughs> I hope so, man. Um, I really do. I really do. But I think that really the, the root of this second blog post, Generation Defined, is really making a couple points. One, that, you know, this is a, this is a big moment. For all of us, regardless of whether you're a millennial, whether you uh, are, are older than millennials, wherever you fall on on the age spectrum, I'm I'm in my 20s, Anthony. I know you're uh, your 20s plus a few years. 
Um, Thirty-one. But um, this you know, I think all of us. Okay, gotcha. So twenty-five plus a few years, like I said. Um, I'll let y'all do the math. And I really think that getting getting to this is really that you know this is an event that has defined every one of our generations, regardless of how old you are. Um, and for my generation specifically, I think this is something that a lot of us have not really faced before. We don't really know what it's like to have to, you know, go through something like this. And I think that is what has been a really big challenge is, you know, in navigating all this is that this is something we haven't seen before. And yeah. that has ultimately come to define our generation as at large and then my generation more specifically. Um, especially those who have had transplants and who are going through that entire transplant journey right now. Right, right. And definitely. And, and the thing is interesting, every generation prior to ours has always faced something. Something has happened yes. that that generation has faced. I mean, you go back in history and, and you can go more detail in this one. But every generation prior to ours has faced something. It's it's going to happen. It's called life. Um, it, but to me, not only it's that we face them, it's how we come through it. So, you know, when you're thinking about that, what are some of the, I guess you call moments that other generations have had to face? Sure. So growing up, I was a big... Um, history buff. I loved history. I still love history. And so, you know, when you look at other generations, you think of, you know, key battles. So let's think back maybe to, oh, gee, I don't know, um, maybe World War II, Vietnam. You know, you think of those wars, you think of battles that were involved in that. You think of maybe the Battle of the Bulge. Um, you think about the, uh, you know, battles in Vietnam. Um, Maybe you think about the rise and fall of empires. So the rise of the Roman Empire comes to mind. That was a major, major event, the rise of the Byzantine Empire, the rise of um, Constantinople and, and other world powerhouses at the time, and ultimately the fall of those empires. Um, I also think of other generation-defining events that have happened, so, you know, um, you know, the rise and fall of specific world leaders, um, or even the, I mean, as far back as, you know, the, uh, the Black Plague, um, or, you know, the, the Spanish flu, or um, polio. I know a lot of people um, still, still are still very, you know, it's still very fresh in their mind is, is, uh, is polio as well as, you know, we, we think of all of these events. Um, you know, I write in here, you know, a main pattern that we see in history is that each generation, like you said, Anthony, is defined by an event and a watershed event or a key moment, you know, battles, wars, rise and fall of empires, um, and, you know, have come to define some. And, you know, that is definitely the case. That is just a pattern that has continued. Um, again, is that this is something else new. This is something that is not like anything we've ever seen before. This isn't like any disease we've ever seen before, any virus you've ever seen. Um, and it is for that reason that is it is generation defining. It, it is. It is and, and I've never seen anything this before, and but I haven't been living that long, just 31 years old. But even my my parents and others that, you know, even my grandparents have said they had never seen a time like this. Nothing quite this um on this scale, it has been something that I think that has definitely changed who we are, what we do and how we do it. And, you know, it, it has really had a impact on our world today, but absolutely. The one thing you do talk about in the blog, and I want to get to this is you have a quote in there that you wrote. And I really like the quote. Uh, you say it is our human instinct to crave structure and comfort. How else do you make sense of this seemingly senseless world? When I think about our human instincts, you know, that's one thing I think everybody, anybody loves is, is they love to be comfortable. They love to have structure, some sort of structure in their life. 
this kind of blew it all out the water, right? I mean, we have this pandemic, we have yeah. these different things happening, we have, you know, the shutdowns happening, we have this, we have that, so many different things. It, it, it blew all that out the water compared to did, what yeah. we were used to. Definitely. No, it's, structure is what we crave. We crave comfort. Um, and if anyone says, oh, well, you know, I don't crave comfort, really? Okay, so um, if, if you don't like pickles on your sandwich, um, you're, sorry, you, you fall in that category. Um, you know, if you set your air conditioner on a certain level in the summer versus the winter, okay, all right, there you go, you, you want to be comfortable. Um, you know, if you like um, a certain, a certain t-shirt, uh style or, or some sort of you know cut of jeans better than another because you know you like the way it fits more okay well that's comfort too um you know so we all crave comfort in one way or another um as children we crave it i think we really do and i think it is really our our human instinct like i said you know to crave structure and comfort and because covid was so large and and was so impactful i think that it really threw a lot of that out the window and yeah. it put us outside of our own comfort zones that we really didn't want to be you know pushed out of our comfort zones i certainly didn't like to be pushed out of my comfort zone anthony i i, I think i can you know you can speak to this as well you probably didn't like this either um no but ultimately that's the event that happened it, it, it yeah. did and, and it's it's been interesting. It, it has been interesting. And then, you know, when you think about that, I, I, I kind of go back to my experience as far as being diagnosed with kidney disease. I was comfortable where I was at. And then I was diagnosed with kidney disease. And then I was uncomfortable. There were so many different changes and, that I had to do, you know, as far as changing eating, I had to go to treatment, you know, they, there's this doctor appointment, that doctor appointment. I, I was uncomfortable in that scenario. And it really, affected me but I also think it helped me to to be prepared for this time that we're in today the one thing is is you know we had dialysis we had all that and then there was another change that was made is I had a transplant as well and Wills and you and I were talking about it is that when I was when when that time came for me to get a transplant I kind of him hauled around making that decision because I was comfortable in dialysis. I mean, you know, most people are like, let's get out of dialysis. Let's go. But I was comfortable. I was him on. I, I really wasn't sure if I really wanted it or not. Yes. I, I want to go somewhere without dialysis, but I'm not sure I wanted to deal with all that, but I had to get uncomfortable to be able to grow to the next level. And do you think, here's a good question for both of us, I think, but do you think that during all this stuff that's going on, the COVID, all this negative things that we're having, do you think this can be, we can really take this scenario, we can really take this time and grow from it? Absolutely. Uh, I actually write, um, it's one of the bolded lines that I write in this specific blog. I write that each of us has within us the power to be resilient. Um, and I believe that. Um and I think that we all have within us the ability to look back and see the situation for what it is. Um, you know, maybe we said something we didn't like, we didn't want to say, or we did, we reacted in a way that we wish we wouldn't have reacted. Um, you know, that, that's, that's in the past. What is important now is, you know, how we move forward with this. I, I like to think of life, you know, it's 10% what happens and the other 90% is how we react to it. And so with regard to COVID, I think that, you know, how history defines us or actually how I think we define history um, to use the tagline of this, you know, is really to ask ourselves, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to move forward from this and learn from this? Because we can, we all have the ability to, but it's just us taking the initiative and being willing to do that, I think is ultimately what it comes down to. And that's that, hard. That's very hard to do. It is, it is extremely hard. And one thing too, is about, you know, all this stuff, you know, growing from it. I think about, I think of growing, like when I was a little kid, 
five, six years old and I was growing and I'd have this awful leg cramps, it hurt. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be running to my mom and dad crying because I, I, my legs hurt because I was growing. My body was growing. It was, I was getting a little taller, uh, trying to get to my high height of five, five, <laughs> but hey, yeah. man, it's, it's turning to that too. <laughs> but it really even in a mental way a a, you could call it spiritual way a a whatever way any type of growth hurts and i have found that out throughout my my life but if you take that you will grow stronger you will get better at what you do and I think that is very important for our audience and anybody that's listened to it that knows, yes, this is a hard time, but I think we all can grow from this. I know we can. Absolutely. This is something we can definitely grow from and uh, something that, you know, towards the end of this blog post and, you know, getting into the rest of this series is, as long as it goes on, you know, is really exploring the, you know, question I think we all ask ourselves is what do we do now? You know, what, how, how do we react? What is this thing for us moving forward? Understanding that, you know, this is something that we have not seen before. It's a very big challenge and it challenges all of us in different ways. It's going to look different, but it's about really coming together and recognizing that, you know, as, as transplant patients, as a community of people who are immune suppressed and immune compromised, that we're stronger together. Um, you know, we can, we can try to fight this thing on our own, but it's going to be really hard. But if we surround ourselves with people, you know, like Anthony, you know, I'm sure, I think you and I talk, I don't even know how many we, we communicate through text or email or phone call. Um, but you know, it's building that community and surrounding ourselves with people, uh, of like mind and like experiences, um, to really be able to move forward and be able to say that. COVID, yes, is a challenge, but that isn't an excuse for us to just let ourselves become victims of the circumstance. Instead, uh, to use a, a line in this, you know, to ask ourselves, you know, let us not ask what history will write of us, but rather how we will define history ourselves. Let me say that again. Let us not ask what history will write of us, but rather how history excuse me, but rather how we define history ourselves. So the point in that is that we have the power to be resilient. We have the ability to have a say in what happens here moving on. And that is something that I hope to explore um, with this series and with this podcast. Right. And, and it is. And that's the other thing I think. And the thing is, in, in one of your posts, you put documented history. And that's kind of what we're doing. We're defining history. We're, we're writing this down as it's happening. We're right in the moment. And we're sharing this. Uh, hopefully, yes. that one day, you know, God forbid my children have to, to ever have to face something of this magnitude. But if they were, that hopefully they can look back to these writings, to these recordings, and to be able to draw something that we learned to be able to take it. Uh, for themselves to be able to grow, you know, be able to look back and say, oh, that's how mom and dad did. Absolutely. That's how uncle, that's how aunt passed, you know, was able to, 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 to be better. You know, that's what they did. And we can utilize it in our situation. You know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'll say this, we're not just recording it just for us or just for those that are listening. I mean, we are, but we're also things for our children to come back and, and be able to pull from. This is for future generations as well. So that they may be able to take from and learn Absolutely. from the things that we've we've had to face. So here's a question for you. And far as with the the blog and, and this whole project, what is next? Maybe you can give our audience a little preview of what is next, what we are looking for from from on your end. Absolutely. So really where we are going with this now is to explore the question of what do we do now that COVID has occurred and where we find ourselves in the timeline of all of this? Um, And how do we as individuals, how do we as communities, we as a nation and as a world at large, really begin to look at how we can 
take this experience and bring and pull lessons from it and apply things that we learn along the way. So something that I'm really wanting to focus on for the next couple of, of posts or uh, at least maybe for certain is really looking at winning the battle of the mind and really being able to address some of the challenges that happen uh, that have occurred with COVID, but they've come from within. Uh, as I write in the prelude to this, I, I address fear as if it is an individual or an entity. And I say that a lot of us who are immune suppressive faced fear before, we have faced uh, the unknown territory, if, if we could say that, right? And that there is a lot of emotions that come along with that. But at the same time, we've seen there, we, we've seen it, we've been there in some way. And we have kicked fear or that situation, whatever it might be, out the door and we have moved on. And so it, fear is not welcome here. It's not welcome anywhere. Um, the, the, the fact that COVID is, is happening, yes, okay, there is a lot of unknown. It's an unknown territory. But I think, Anthony, you can also speak to this as well, is that just because there's an unknown territory doesn't mean that that's a territory that doesn't deserve to be explored. Exactly. And I think that that's something that I'm hoping, and that's something I'm hoping to do with this is to explore that unknown territory, um, not only as an individual, but with you, Anthony, and with others of you who are following along in this series, for all of us who explore this together on our own journey, so that way we, as individuals, as immune-suppressed individuals and communities can really um, be able to be better for this situation and ultimately become stronger individuals, communities, and so that way we can be better for whatever situation we're facing. And then right now, that's COVID. Well, I do think there's a lot of exciting, you know, coming from your end, and we've discussed this, and I think we've got kind of a a, uh, some definitely interesting topics along this that relate to what we're all facing today. Uh, I know that, you know, you're writing, Absolutely. I think I'm going to probably contribute a few different articles, different things that I've experienced. Uh, we might, you know, I know we had talked about a video uh, that is going to be coming. We're not sure of when that is, but you know, there's just so many different things that, that, that are going to be happening. And, and for our audience, you know, don't hesitate to, uh, you know, first of all, for our audience, I would, I would highly recommend for them to subscribe to the podcast so that they can get, you know, up-to-date information. Also subscribe to the Kidney Trail blog so you can follow the COVID chronicles that Wills is writing on there and just see what, see what's going on. Cause there's always new things coming up from here. You're going to start seeing some of these different things that, that I think will help you along your journey. And, we're all, we're all traveling this together. It just depends on where we're going to end up. You know, the path, the path can go many ways. It just depends on what path we're all on. And we're, we're hoping with this to be able to give you encouragement along that way so that you can make it to the top, that we can eventually get to that peak and, and, and look over and say, wow, we came through that. We were able to make it through that. We are definitely stronger than we ever were. Absolutely. I, I, I definitely agree with that, Anthony, and I couldn't put it better myself. Is there any other uh, closing remarks, closing words you'd like to say, Wills? Closing, I think that something comes to mind for me is the word overcome. Um, for any of you listening, whether you are a transplant recipient, whether you are awaiting a transplant, whether you aren't whether a transplant is something you're just now learning about and you, for the most part, have lived a pretty healthy life. Um, we, in, in every single aspect of our own lives, have had events where we need to overcome. It might be a challenging test. It might be um, you know, a health challenge, whatever it might be. But we had to face the situation and we had to ask ourselves, how are we going to react and how are we going to overcome this? And that is exactly what I think we need to be moving forward. And what I challenge all of you listening to this podcast to ask yourselves is how are you and how are we collectively going to move forward? And how are we going to overcome this to use Anthony's words, get to that next peak? 
are we going to go through this unknown territory together? Um, and hopefully this series with COVID Chronicles will provide a little bit of insight into how Anthony and I really think that we all can pull experiences and get to that next peak. And I'm just very excited and, and honored and humbled to be able to be working with Anthony on this project. Um, and I hope that you all can take something from our conversation today and our future conversations and our future blogs and really apply it to your life. So that way you can continue on your journey to that next peak, whatever that next peak looks like for you. Exactly, exactly. Well, I appreciate every one of y'all's time. I encourage y'all today to be strong, be of a good courage. We are going to make this, we are going to make it through this time. And to also encourage you that we're one day closer to beating this. Wherever we're at, we're one day closer. Maybe, uh, hopefully, somebody, the, hopefully, if you're listening, we've already beaten this thing. But if not, we're one day closer and we're excited about that. And I'm just grateful you turned into the tune to this podcast today. Uh, for future podcasts, we do ask you, we will be releasing these on the Unknown Territories COVID and Transplant. So you can find us out on there. But until then, this is your host, Anthony Reed and Wills Porter from Joy in the Journey. We appreciate your time and effort. And y'all have a wonderful, great, awesome day. See y'all. Y'all have, have a great afternoon and uh, keep being strong and keep working to that next week. Too.